0: Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Managers Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Hello.
2: And welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Hi, everybody. I'm I'm your co-host Meg. I'm here with Chris. Chris. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy
2: Valentine's Day. We are
0: drinking on the podcast today. It's our twentieth episode.
2: Um, it's Valentine's Day. It's a three-day weekend. We are very excited to be here. Um, all right. So today's episode, we are we were talking about the movie Moonstruck. Uh, which has been a very frequently requested one, and so I'm glad we're finally getting to do it. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, the purpose of our show is to watch and rank every single one of Nicolas Cage's 100-plus movies if you're listening to the podcast. We record this live on Twitch every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash Comedy, And you can also listen to old episodes on YouTube if you prefer the visual version, which is you know usually fun because we have clips and stuff, youtube.com slash Comedy. Um
0: I can't believe we're else? at twenty episodes already. I am shocked. A scant one fifth <laughs> of the way through his catalogue of films.
2: I mean we've been doing the work, Chris. We've been we've been watching a Nicholas Cage movie pretty much every single week.
0: And it's scarred my mind. <laughs>
2: Uh, let's bring out our guest uh, before we go any further so we can cheers her as well. Our guest is a writer and professional communicator, and she strongly dislikes Nicolas Cage but loves Cher. Uh, our very good friend, Lara Drayson. Hey, Lara. Hello. Cheers. Cheers.
3: <laughs> cheers from afar. Cheers, cheers from afar.
0: Or did they uh, say anything or in like, Italian? Like salute No, they never said that in this movie, did they?
3: Oh my god, I should know this because I have lived in Italy for four months.
0: Like, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you did too. I did, did too. too. But I, I just don't recall them in this movie actually saying anything like that. They drank a lot of wine, but when they cheersed, ah, I don't. I don't they...
3: remember. Well, they didn't really do a lot of cheersing. you know. Yeah, they were was... just being. They had. They had a lot of drama. They,
0: they did a lot of dropping sugar that. cubes <laughs> into <laughs> champagne. Yes.
3: I noticed that. I noticed that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys are so. This is great. You guys are both Italian study abroad kids, yes. so you can tell us how accurate some of this stuff is. Uh,
3: <laughs> the well, shirt. I got I got even better than that, which is that my parents grew up in Brooklyn and lived there till they were in their late twenties. So I have like I my mom has a lot to say about this movie, but. You have the Brooklyn side. You have the Italy side. So <laughs> yeah, I think. I got you. Are we going to have a, a Fern's corner in this episode? I really think we should. I'll tell you. I spoke with her this morning, so I have some. You know, she gave her thoughts, so I'm happy to share those with you. And um, Fern the, is your mother. Fern is my mother. Okay. And the first thought, and I'm like, I'm only going to share one right now, which is that the poster that you guys used. Um, she said that that's what she looked like in the 80s when she would get off a plane and where the air was very humid. And I I said, I said, Mom, I look like you. I look like you. And she goes, no. She's like, my hair only looked like that when I got off a plane and I was someplace really humid. So, so,
2: okay. The, yeah, the poster we used uh, for those who haven't seen it is the photo of um, Nicolas Cage and Cher at the opera when Cher has her hair really, really big. Mm -hmm. I I did make a... Sorry, go ahead, Chris.
0: Uh, that was the look of the era. That I just got off a very humid a plane, I guess. Is what yeah. they were going for back then.
2: <laughs> I tried to uh, do the you know, the the more classic Moonstruck poster where she's like Yeah. You know? um, but trying to Photoshop your head on that just produce some like really disturbing stuff.
1: <laughs> no, you did a, did a great
2: job. <laughs> very unnatural <laughs> head angle. <laughs> so I thought we wouldn't traumatize our uh, our audience um all right uh chris all right we're back all right let me give you guys a little background on this movie thank you chris for the visual
0: poster yeah
2: so imagine trying to photoshop somebody's head (laughs) because i don't have any photos of larry (laughs) um it's a weird it's a really weird poster um but memorable uh, Sorry, right, background on this movie. This is a 1987 movie. Um, this is the same year for Nicolas Cage's career as Raising Arizona. It is right before Vampire's Kiss. So this is like right before he's decided that he's going to get real weird with it, even though obviously he does in this movie. So this is like before his sort of like, I can be as weird as I want phase. <laughs> um, it was directed by a man named Nor- Norman Jewison, who I think is the, his other credit that I recognized was uh, The Hurricane, the Denzel Washington Movie, you guys, remember that.
0: And the music for this no. film was composed by a man named Dick Hyman. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Just Ooh. thought I'd throw that out there for everybody. <laughs> Wrote that down.
2: Uh... Chris, Chris will always, uh, always uh, notice things like that, and that's that's <laughs> why I love him. We have this movie this movie was written by a man named John Patrick Shanley. Um I don't think it'll surprise you guys to know that he has a ton of theatrical credits. So like um uh like live theater. And I doubt. Know. He wrote doubt, right? He wrote doubt, yeah. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, this he movie also... is, sorry, like... go ahead.
0: This movie, it felt like a Shakespearean comedy. It, it definitely felt like it belonged on a stage and not a, I mean,
2: you know. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. Um, he, let's see, he also was the writer-director of the movie Congo uh, and Joe versus the yes. Volcano. <laughs> I remember uh, so Congo. He, he didn't yeah. direct uh, Congo. He wrote oh. it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay as well as i oh my god i tried so hard to get a clip of this i really tried but it was not possible um a movie called wild mountain time t-h-y-m-e lara have you heard of this movie mm-hmm. okay this movie i think was famous it was directed in 2020 it came out in 2020 it got a lot of press uh it's a emily blunt Did? yeah emily blunt and jamie
3: dornan uh-huh so like oh yeah i know he was just in that new Kristen wig movie oh but... yeah
2: i want to see that movie <laughs> yeah um, so it's like a, a like takes place in the countryside in Ireland. It's a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you mind if I spoil the ending for you? Absolutely not. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the twist to this movie, Wild Mountain Time, which is gonna sound insane, is that Jamie Dornan's character thinks he is a honeybee, like a literal honeybee. Okay. Um, and that's like the the he does a lot of weird stuff throughout the movie, and that's the relationship conflict that they have to resolve. This is a real movie. So
3: I don't think, <laughs> I mean, I know we're here to talk about Moonstress. So I have so many questions. So maybe I can ask you
2: offline, but, <laughs> but no, you could ask him quickly. now. I don't, I mean, I don't know that much.
3: That's, like the logistics of it. So like, he doesn't, does he see his own body? I don't know that.
2: <laughs> right. Um, Okay. Okay. I'm just, there's um. I'm... There's a good uh, Like a Buzzfeed walkthrough of the plot of the movie with like gifs and photos and dialogue that'll sort of I think explain everything to you. So feel, I would say look that up. It's Wild Mountain Time. Yeah. I have um,
0: the whole movie here that I wasn't able to uh, get off. I'm I'm furiously like clipping, okay. <laughs> trying to get the moment he says I'm a honeybee, but I can't. Anyway.
3: <laughs> I just like can't even imagine. I'm like, okay.
2: I mean, you piqued pe- my curiosity. I wasn't
3: gonna watch it. Now I might actually watch
2: it. And this is uh, this is actually relevant to me and Lara too because our, yeah. our first improv team together was called the Honeybee.
3: That's why when you first said that, I was like, because oh. like when I hear the term Honeybee now, I only think of our our. our I know some team. other
0: people who had delusions. They were honeybees.
3: <laughs> it was you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> I can relate to the protagonist.
0: Well. <gasps> Art imitates so, life. I yeah. guess
2: my point I'm trying to make is that this guy has had some hits and he's had some misses mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Have so all. let's talk uh, before we dig into the movie. So um, Larry, you are the first person we've booked for our show that has come into it saying that they hate Nicolas Cage. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about where where your thoughts are on this. And it's okay. We won't we won't be offended. Here. I
0: wanna I wanna hear um what your wrong thoughts are.
3: <laughs> Those are fighting words, Chris.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I, I yeah. Anyway, continue.
3: All right. So my wrong thoughts are. Um, look, I, I was I was trying to explain it to Meg the other day. It's not like I decided to not like him. So it's not like I'm saying, oh he's not a good actor, he's not this, he's not that. It's like I just don't like him. You know, when you just don't like someone, it's like a visceral sort of like, I I don't like his essence I don't like his I don't like him I just don't like him and so it's I, that's all I had that's but you know what's interesting is that I didn't always feel that way and so I'm trying to like remember the point at which I switched over to really disliking him and I I don't remember like what the trigger was but I didn't used to have this big of a problem with him and now I'm just like oh I see him and I'm like
2: yeah, Is it, is it you know. before, or after we started recording a podcast about him? It
3: was about? way before. It was okay. I, for years. I felt this way for years. Um,
2: so, what are some yeah. Cage movies that you have seen that you remember and mm-hmm. like having strong opinions about?
3: All right. So, I did see, um, uh, but again, because I don't like him, I haven't seen a lot of these movies recently. So, I I have in my life seen you know National Treasure and the um, the one with the waitress um mm-hmm. that, um it could, it could happen to, happen that to you. Was
2: last week episode actually. yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah saw that um uh I have seen so I can't this is maybe kind of weird but I can't like remember if I saw adaptation or whether I just think I saw adaptation because I heard a lot about it and I I think I like didn't I probably didn't see it if I can't if I don't think that I, I don't know so I don't know if I saw adaptation um uh, but I know that was like a really big hit What else was he like? Face off, the Rock, Con Air, like those '90s action movies. I know, but I don't like those movies, so I don't think I ever watched them. Like I might have seen Con Air or something if, like, my dad or my brother or something was watching it. But I don't, I don't like watching those movies, so I would not have sought them out.
2: So I hear you, and I think I, I I don't blame you for this. I I feel similarly about um, like James McAvoy. Mm -hmm. For some reason, even (laughs) Bach too. Just they have this like squirrely look to them. They seem like
0: creeps, and I'm I'm not a fan. But
2: but
3: so do you guys not think Nicolas Cage is a creep, or like do you? Is that the point? Is like you're like figuring it out.
0: This has been a roller coaster for me because when <laughs> I started out, I was like, oh yeah, Nick Cage is like I don't know, like I don't know what to think. Like I liked I liked the movies because they were fun, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just a lunatic and mm-hmm. uh he's the nephew of a famous director right. and that's how he got successful and whatever right but as i've learned more about him i'm starting to like to have a little bit more respect for him and almost oh like he does have a bad attitude in, in some ways i think but he also seems to have like Definitely method to his madness, you know what I mean? He's thinking about it, it's not like he's just going up there and acting crazy. Like, there's and then what really is in like real life or the movies? Oh, I don't know about real life, maybe in real, yeah. life he's an in real life is a whole <laughs> separate thing, yeah. But like, maybe
3: that's when I started to not like him. I don't know, which is stupid because who cares. But I but okay, continue. Yeah, well, Sorry. he
0: has seemed to clean up his act in recent years, like, he does seem like he's losing weight, he's getting his shit together, you know, he's making better movies again financially solvent <laughs> yeah he's not buying castles he's not what did he buy an octopus he's not doing that anymore so who knows maybe he's turning over a new leaf maybe you would like the modern nick cage no
3: i don't think so because it's it's so far gone that like i don't even tune into any news about like i don't care i i don't even i think if i was scrolling and i saw like, new, like a story about him i wouldn't click on it like i don't want to know like i don't i don't want to know like i don't want to know. So- and then there's, the, I don't know whether you guys have talked about this before, but the creepy picture of like the old timey guy looks exactly like Nicolas Cage. Have you seen that? <laughs> oh, and yeah. where they are like, Nicolas Cage is secretly a vampire and he's been living for 200 years. And the, the guy looks exactly like him and it like went around on the internet and everyone thinks he's a vampire now. And like, who knows? Maybe I think he's a vampire. I don't know. So how
2: how much of a factor would you say the fact that there's a creepy vampire picture of him factors into your dislike? You know what's interesting? I it
3: didn't change anything for me. It reinforced something for me. Like it wasn't like it changed my mind. It was more just that I was like,
2: yeah, that makes sense. That that
3: feels right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
2: We we have talked about this. Uh, he basically he talked about this on a talk show and was like, yeah, no, that's not me. If that was me, I'd be hotter. Like. <laughs> why
3: yeah
0: when you look at them side by side i mean they really don't look the same at all
3: it's enough it's enough that i get it yeah i think i just don't like him so i want it to be true
0: i I mean i want want the concept of of being able to be immortal to be true because that would be fucking cool
3: but why him at that point it's like
2: why him just why
0: he has the secrets we have to find out what they are all
2: right so, uh, so we've established your, your cage background. Um,
1: what? No. Oh my no. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: oh, my nightmare. It's Am I dreaming? Pinch myself.
0: <laughs> did cage break uh, your heart, Lara? That's what I want to know. Were you, you, you think like, did, it was
3: like a repressed memory where like something happened? Or and...
0: like, did you, you have a crush on cage or something? No, abso- okay. no, Never. <laughs>
3: shutting that down right now
0: he let you down and then this is like i'll never trust a cage again i don't know what it was i don't know what it
3: was
2: so Um. i want to hear about your background with share because i know you came you you are a a share enthusiast
3: okay i love share and i actually have a i have a group chat that is titled just share and it's with three friends from college um and one of the people who i absolutely adore but i don't talk to her very often so like we'll go like A year and then someone will post something to like the just share chat and we're like oh that's so funny like huh and we just we don't like start a conversation we're not we're not like how are you doing memes it's just share stuff yeah and um and i just love her like she's just so out there and she's one of those people where and i don't know whether it has to do with like her generation or whatever but when she posts on social media you you're like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Because it's just so, have you guys seen, have you seen any of her, like her social media or anything like that? No. I'm I'm
2: Googling best share tweets.
3: Like, I agree with most of what she says and it's so out there and I I just love her. Like, I'm just like, I just,
2: I just love her. I want to quote a shared shared tweet. Uh, It says, what's going on with my career? No space between my and career. That's it. That's all it says. Well, like, what's going on with her career, right? She wanted to know. She's being open.
0: She's being no, open. I think that might be a service she's actually talking about, like an online service, oh, mycareer.com. No, doubtful. Highly <laughs> <Kindly laughs> doubtful, Chris. What's going uh, on with mycareer.com?
3: Mycareer.com is it
0: down?
2: Is there an outage?
0: I was um, checking out my profile and the site just crashed.
2: <laughs> Here's another one. Um, before I fly off on my broom, what is a female wizard called? um right so what's not to love here's a great one uh last night i celebrated my 50th year as an entertainer follow that you bitches <laughs> uh i i am not doing justice to the uh to the, the, the spacing and capitalization <laughs> I, that's what i'm
3: saying like she's, she's on, in a class of her own it's just, she's, she's
0: the best she's on the same meds that they, the old people meds that they give to like Trump and that yeah. just juice you up and you just start tweeting and just like, don't care about punctuation anymore or whatever's but going on. But she
3: is so like, and I I can't speak to every single one of her tweets or posts. So like maybe she said something that I don't agree with or that oh, that's po- entirely possible. So that's my disclaimer, but I just, it's like so beautiful. Like she just like sprinkles emojis in there. She's just like spacing doesn't matter. Capitals. lots of exclamation points. Like she just really expresses herself and I respect that. And, appreciate her
2: so i i want to talk a little bit about uh sort of like They're what just, we knew about this movie going into it brendan so Lara, nice i know comment. you had already sorry what did you say brendan Chris? had
0: a nice comment but it was... oh
2: she i'll read it out she's wondering about her my career <laughs> in nba 2k <laughs> i don't get the joke but i respect it <laughs> If Brendan said it, it's probably funny. So it probably is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So you know it's okay uh, to laugh because it's. it's, (laughs) Yeah. That's all All right. We're just
2: gonna we're just gonna laugh because we know we know that Mm -hmm. it's a good reference. Um. So uh. So, Lara, you obviously had seen the movie before. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a long time ago, right? I don't remember when I saw it. Maybe like
3: a few years ago. Probably because my mom was like, "What? You've never seen Moonstruck? Like, probably that feels more like a pressure thing, but um. Because, again, Nicolas Cage is in it.
2: Yeah, you were like, nah. Yeah. And Chris and I had never seen the movie. Um, So going into this, I want to tell you guys what I knew about this movie. And, Chris, I may need you to pull up a clip, um, which almost entirely comes from RuPaul's Drag Race, where they (laughs) reference Cher constantly, uh, especially the, like, snap out of it line. Snap out of it. Yeah, that's what everyone knows, yeah. And there's, uh, there's an episode... Of RuPaul's Drag Race where they do share the Unauthorized Rusical, which is a, a mu- musical number uh, They have a challenge called Slap Out of It, where they all try to get RuPaul to slap them mm-hmm. um, Unfortunately I couldn't find any clips of that, but I do have <laughs> a clip of the section of the Unauthorized Rusical that's about Moonstruck, and it's, it's very bad It's okay. very. Bad.
1: He told okay, me okay. to believe in myself Go into acting and not, snap not right. out of it <laughs> Cue the track the skids and you're busy with kids snap out of it <laughs> with almond orders you a scene and come back jimmy Ds. snap <laughs> out finally, of
0: finally. it more rolls come if you ask like the breaker
1: Okay. So gonna...
0: <laughs> it was very poorly executed. Whoa. Sorry about that.
2: <gasps> that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a badly written musical. And also the performance by uh, Asia O'Hara, who is otherwise wonderful, is very bad. <laughs> but well, so that's all I knew about it. The jacket's
3: snap- right. The hair's right. You know, the essentials. <laughs> she just definitely
2: forgot the lyrics. <laughs> she was in the bottom two for this, but did not go home that week. Oh. Um, all right, so Chris, what did you know about the movie going into it?
0: I knew less than even that. I knew that, uh, like, Nick Cage was in this, and Cher was in this. I didn't even know they got together in the movie. I thought it was about magic. Somebody told me it's a very (laughs) magical movie, so I was like, is it about (laughs) magic? So I thought, I thought it was gonna be a surreal, I didn't know it was set in New York. I thought...
3: It's a little surreal, right? I mean...
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love the movie, but I, I, uh... Yeah, I, I didn't know we anything. Just didn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. And when they start, when they were like, I was like, are they gonna have sex? When they like sort <laughs> I was like, oh my god, seventeen year age difference. And they got there. So let's
2: let's get into it. So I, I was thinking like this is a the plot jumps around a lot. So I was thinking that we could sort of talk about this like in the structure of the different relationships in this okay. movie and sort of like the arcs of that. Um. So, I mean, we start off the main one at the beginning is Cher and Johnny. Is that his name? Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Camareri. Johnny Camareri. Johnny Camareri, played by Danny Aiello. Uh-huh.
0: Of Hudson Hawk fame. Uh, Nobody and... knows that movie.
2: No, just, just a, just a <laughs> smile and nod. Brendan,
0: Hudson Hawk, it's for you. All right, continue. <laughs>
2: So um, we have that great proposal scene at the beginning when they're at the Italian restaurant and he doesn't know what he's doing. And
0: huh? I, I and love that scene. That scene was just so much fun. Uh, I just loved the... I don't know. what They just painted this whole world in that whole first scene that was just like, I mean, this is like this New York kind of weird kind yeah. like, of... Oh, it's fucking felt so familiar, but also so weird. Yeah. You know?
3: And the way that she's so smoothly like... You got to get on one knee when you're going to propose. You got to do a ring. Like, she's so unfazed by it, but it's almost like she's his mother, right? Like, just being like, no, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I'm like, at first, because you just meet them, you're like, does she want to marry him? Is she going to turn him down? And then she's like, yeah, marry you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's such a good way of like showing us
0: who she is i think yeah definitely and who danny aiello is yeah and like how they fit it's like such a a weird tightly knit community oh man and i love when fraser's dad shows up (laughs) yes that guy yeah oh man that's
2: what danny said danny was like that's fraser's dad (laughs) and there's the the quote uh he says danny aiello says a man who can't control his woman is funny Oh my like god. The very first scene and you're like, Oh guy, okay, this is this is a show okay. And I'm like, you're being told what to do
3: when you're proposing to someone and yet you're like, Oh a man who can't like control his woman, really? You know, so yeah, it definitely was you're you're sort of transported
2: to a different time and place. I and you're really set up to not like him for sure.
0: If this were on stage, his character would be played. Up so much bigger as a buffoon like you know and his relationship with his mother and like all that stuff he did play it really big though he played it really big for like a movie you know what i mean where he's like my mother yeah, is always Ill. like
3: he's always just like yeah like frenetic or something you know
0: but like you would know right at the start of the movie oh these guys she doesn't belong with him but they i think yeah. they a little more subtle with it uh you know because it wasn't on stage
3: you're like, oh, you're settling. Okay, got it. Yeah, he's like,
0: cute. I guess Roger that. He's probably got some redeeming <laughs> qualities. I don't know.
3: Huh. Well, that's the thing is that they set him up at the beginning where you're like, I don't think I'm supposed to like this person, and then as the movie goes on, you're like, you know what? He's just who he is. Like, it's not even like you, you you're you don't like him, but you're not like he's a villain, right? You're just no, kind he's of like not. he's right.
2: just yeah, he's just Johnny Cumereri, you know.
0: <laughs> Johnny Cumereri, no, hey, whatever.
2: Uh. And yeah, he, he um, what's it called? Yeah, so he goes to Italy because his mom is dying and he's so serious about it. everything with the mom is just like so over-the-top, like melodrama, especially like- Well,
3: in- and then Cher is like, <laughs> Cher's like, oh, okay. Like she's so dismissive of it. Like, so that you're like, wait, aren't you supposed to be like a little more comforting or concerned or- <laughs> So it sets off that kind of like whimsy sort of, like they're quirky. It's just- I guess it puts you in, like, a different headspace. Do
0: you yeah. remember when he's getting on the plane to go to Sicily and the old woman is cursing the fucking plane? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, what the hell?
3: And then at the end, she's like, I don't really believe in curses, but... <laughs> she's
0: like, I want you to die in a fiery ball of gasoline. And i like,
3: whoa. And again, cool. Cher's just like, oh okay like she's just so like nothing
2: phases her it's
0: just like uh, you do you with your curses i'll see you later bye (laughs) this is normal this is normal
2: i feel like there's a lot of bits in this movie um like one-off ones and then recurring ones that are just set up to give like a character actor something interesting to do for a while yeah i love love movies like that where it's it's just bringing this lady to be a weirdo and <laughs> curse a plane and then well, she, on.
3: <laughs> she brings in that Sicily element where it's like getting you ready for when he's in Sicily like it kind of adds that it adds like the flavor it adds that you know old world Italy kind of vibe
0: I there's something about this movie too where they always have they have like 10 or 12 of these moments where an actor delivers a single line that is hilarious and poignant all at the same time that kind of just paints the whole world for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and one of those moments was uh, she goes she goes home and I don't want to get too far ahead. She goes home to tell her parents that uh, you know he proposed and the mom's in bed and they go to wake her up and like they're like whatever her name I forget her actually the actress. Rose Rose and then she just immediately goes who's dead? That's it. Like just <laughs> eyes like, Who's dead? <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, wrote
3: that down too.
0: <laughs> it was so perfect.
3: You're like, I get it. I get the family. like I get the dynamic. like, you know, it's it makes it really clear.
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing.
2: And we we have yeah, and I think I think one thing important to note that about why she's settling for Johnny too, that we haven't talked about is she's got she's a widow and yeah. she has a, like a big obsession with bad luck. Yeah. And she's like, well, if I, you know, I did this with my first husband and then that's why he got hit by a car and died and, Mm. you know, I can't have bad luck, you know, for this next thing. And, um, she also, it's clear that she doesn't love Johnny because she's, I think she says her mom at some point (laughs) says like, are you in love with him? Nope. (laughs) And the mom's like, that's probably for the best.
3: (laughs) But I think the bad luck thing, interestingly, kind of runs throughout where like, even later after she, and I I don't want to jump ahead, but after she does stuff that she like takes it, like she herself did. And then she's like, I have bad luck. I have bad luck. I have bad luck. It's like a way of sort of, and I'm not saying that the husband getting hit by the bus was like, I mean, we weren't, we don't, we're not showing that. So we don't know, but it's just, everything is like on bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. You know, anything bad that happens, it's bad luck. Um, so I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. And they they uh, it's funny because we just talked about the whole thing where she, he, the lady's cursing the plane, and you know she's like, I don't believe care. in curses, but uh, yeah. she does believe in bad luck. So <laughs> yeah, I was like,
2: surprised she didn't care about that.
0: Yeah, it, that was a weird one, right? So I don't know. Anyway.
2: Well, and I guess that's a good point because I didn't really think about
3: it that way. But so, do you think that was intentional, or do you think that was just like a plot hole kind of thing?
0: Well, maybe they're, what they're saying is it wasn't. It's it's really just she's afraid. It's not like you know. Bad luck he was following her everywhere i don't know who knows yeah
2: yeah so so let's <laughs> let's jump around I'm, I'm i'm gonna yeah again like kind of bounce through some of these relationships um all right this one is this one isn't really a relationship but uh when i just want to talk about the grandpa i love the yeah. grandpa
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, <Bella Luna.
0: laughs> love him. the grandpa had some like of the best moments of the whole movie he was great he
2: is he has five dogs that just oh. like the dogs are just running everywhere. He's always walking the dogs. I love the Scene the dogs. stealer.
0: <laughs> Do you remember when him and his friends just casually go to a funeral? Yeah, like here we are at another one. Hey eh, guys, another no. one fit the dust. It's
2: it's early on. It's um they, they like are all, all gathering around a grave and everyone's uh-huh. got dogs. Oh my god, I, to- I don't remember that at
3: all
0: because <laughs> it was so understated. The funeral mm. was like such a non non thing. They're all just like kind of standing in a, in a park around it a, like a, you know. A, a freshly
2: buried. Freshly buried grave. thing.
0: They don't even say he's going to a funeral. They're just like he just meets. You could see a bunch of older men at a funeral. must have been one of their childhood friends or something.
3: Right. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, well and you we did this. Think The whole time you kind of think like maybe he's going to die in the movie. Like you kind of kind of get that sense. And then he he doesn't. But I guess it kind of fits in with the other – with the dad like fear of death or whatever. Everyone's like scared of dying and everyone's fine, you know.
0: I I, I I the whole thing with uh the grandfather and uh uh the moon at the beginning he has a little moon speech at the beginning right uh-oh mm-hmm. uh-oh <laughs> just for the podcast people at home meg just poured another glass of wine i
2: think what were
0: you saying Chris? brendan how's the audio just i have i'm having a, a, a moment where i'm like does this sound terrible right now let me know if it sounds bad at all brendan I appreciate it uh
2: thank you for listening he has thank like a,
0: he has like a, a moment where he's like doesn't he have like a little speech at the beginning what am i what am i trying to, to say right now oh god it's already getting sloppy
3: <laughs> well he's just like he adds again that kind of like uh, he adds like the the color and the flavor of like that old world kind of vibe you know yeah. yeah but I think the most telling one mo- can I skip ahead like absolutely yeah, do it. Yeah. So I think one of the most telling moments is when he sees Rose walking around the corner with the professor and you think you're like, oh God because it's his it's Rose's husband's father right So you're like, oh crap and he just kind of keeps going and he doesn't blow up her spot he kind of just keeps going and then later he's like, uh oh, you know whatever but when they're home and he doesn't he doesn't and I just thought that was an interesting moment.
2: That's a great moment, yeah. Let's let's talk about uh uh Ma Rose and uh, Fraser's dad. So <laughs> we this is this is after so no wait, yes no oh, okay never mind go ahead go ahead go ahead so go ahead. this is after we um and we're jumping around a little bit here but we so okay. Rose. Rose uh, finds out that her husband is cheating on her or she's like pretty happy, pretty certain. And so she uh, goes out to dinner alone. She's very sad. And she runs into Fraser's dad, who is, <laughs> been, you know, had wine thrown on him by yet another student at the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they have this like really cute conversation. She goes and sits with him and they have this really cute conversation. Um, and they're the flirting a little bit. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you um, find in in uh, Italian culture, or you know, maybe this? I feel like in European culture, maybe in general, in French culture too, that affairs are more of a like accepted fact of life in, as you get older in relationships. I don't know that that was what I was told by people.
3: I can't speak to like whether I can't speak to like it, it being a cultural thing because it's hard to separate out what's a cultural thing and what's a what's a um the traditional. Dynamics between married couples for the last several thousand years, right? Like it's hard to kind of separate those things out because in this movie, you're kind of like, like I thought of it more as just the roles are very traditional with the right, and so, um, and you see it even with Nicolas Cage and Cher, where like. He just has this hyper, I mean, I think it's like toxic masculinity, but whatever. He's super, you know, super like, rah, and then she's like, oh, I wanna go do my makeup now, you know? And it's just, <laughs> it's that really, like, really polar kind of traditional sort of thing. So that was sort of how I took it. Um, but it's interesting because he's like the brother, then ta- Rose's brother is then talking about how much he, um, is his name? Cosimo? Cosimo? I think so. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much he loved Rose when they were younger. And then at the end, he's sort of like, he loves her. You know, he's just, he's uh, afraid of death as Ro- Rose says and, and chasing after women. But
2: And that's the explanation that, that they say for why my men are yeah. afraid of death. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we've covered a few things. I'm just trying to get us oriented. I to feel something. like so, that is
0: a yes. great get out Go of ahead. jail free card. Wow. That's a good one. I'm going to use and that. Afraid of death. Meg, I'm afraid of death. Sorry, that's no, I'm why. afraid of death. <laughs> you fucking should be, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's the, see, where was Olympia Dukakis with that quick wit? Like, <laughs> you're afraid of death? Oh, you should be now because you have to fall asleep sometime. <laughs> <Must> <laughs> <been>. <laughs> All
2: right, so we have we have the relationship between Olympia Dukakis and Fraser's dad, but they never mm-hmm. really hook up or anything. They just have a little flirt. They yeah. walk home arm in arm. Grandpa mm-hmm. sees it. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: that's like nothing. I mean, but the grandpa's like, oh, they fucking.
2: <laughs> they fuck.
3: Yeah, oh, well, they and, fuck. but the thing is that it's almost like I took it as like he knows that his son is sort of stepping out. And so he yeah. was sort of like, all right, okay. Like, you know, so he's mad about it, but he's also like, he knows how she's being treated, so
0: and that was like there was multiple affairs too i mean well i don't know if we're gonna like yeah so
2: let's jump over the other affair before because i want to save the sharon nicholas cage relationship for last okay um so meanwhile um dad vincent gardenia is being is having an affair with someone named mona Mm -hmm. um which uh would you believe it there is a 16 year age difference between those actors there's a lot of like big age differences she is she older or younger? Uh, great question. I should have written that down.
0: <laughs> younger. She's got to be younger.
3: If she... She's she? Okay, good so for this her, is because she wasn't the woman in the liquor store, right? She wasn't the wife from the liquor store. No, that was different.
0: Wait, was
3: she? No, I, she probably wasn't. She probably
0: wasn't. Oh but the wow! But had a similar
3: haircut or something. Do
0: you remember that conversation where they like, "You're oh, a wolf." Oh yes.
3: Yeah, and then yeah, there's the a end, really like, cute uh you don't know what I see in you, the woman I
2: married, oh.
0: and
2: then she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, she is younger. She is she is sixteen years younger than him.
0: Man, it's interesting this uh imagery or the, the theme of the wolf or whatever, because we yeah. just watched In and of Itself and he keeps talking about wolf stuff and now I'm just like what's going on, Wolf Blitzer, that's a person. <laughs> you got uh Wolf Room and Hart from the Angel series uh what else uh
3: maybe he's also a wolf in addition to being a vampire he's a werewolf and it's just yeah, people are just now we're talking
0: it out. this is this is all part of the same cinematic universe as uh, the twilight films is what we're coming what to I'm find afraid. here nick cage is a vampire <laughs> we talked about that earlier coming full circle uh, nick cage's I life know. story is angel they just made a tv show of it i'm done
3: and cast david yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry, anyway, I, I wish
3: I knew standard. more angel references. <laughs> that's the only one I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spinoff, right? Of a Buffy? A buffy. Yeah,
0: the yeah. only angel references Meg knows now are the shocking allegations against Joss We're <laughs> not shocking. But, anyway, okay. let's not go
2: there. Let's not even
0: go there. <laughs> <laughs> let's not even go there. Right, let's so we'll
2: save that for our um, our. Oh, other... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, that's for We Done call. It. Jossin. Just Jossin or We Done It
2: wait what you said we done it we done it we done it is better than just Justin, especially uh given the shocking <laughs> allegations.
0: but it's like a, a whodunit mystery about the shocking allegations against us <laughs> we did we done it
2: we done it <laughs> we done it
0: anyway right, back so- to the film
2: so dad, dad and Mona are, are having an affair. They go
0: to the opera together. Every time I hear the word Mona, I'm like, who's the boss? <laughs> when I, see it,
2: I have it, I have it written down, and it makes me think of Moana because Lara's in my Irish uh, eye, eye line. <laughs> I love Moana. Yeah. Okay, but
0: Moana we're not to is the opposite.
2: Moana. Okay, okay,
0: okay. It's the opposite of Nick Cage for you, is Moana.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. all right, and um. I, I want to show... I feel like this is a good time to show the clip um, since we've been talking about the mom and dad and the mom mm-hmm. and dad and Mona. Do you want to show the clip? Um, I want you to stop seeing her yes, clip.
0: Yes, the very end of the film.
2: So this... We're cutting ahead a little bit, but okay. this is the resolution to the, the mom and the dad, you know, with the affairs. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. I want you to stop seeing her. You didn't include the last. What? I'm Chris. sorry,
0: I used the exact timestamps you gave me back.
2: Oh no. He goes, so, I'm okay. sorry. Okay.
3: He
0: goes, yeah, okay.
2: He goes, okay. <laughs> 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 that's the. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Chris. <laughs> no, that's my bad. I, I should
3: have given no, you Oh, my a bad, more.
0: too. Both are bads. Lots of bads to go around. It's okay.
3: He Bats. just goes, he goes really, drunk. he bangs the table, then he goes,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> he looks so much like John Goodman, it's not even funny. Yeah, He's like,
2: he, does. he looks like tiny John Goodman.
1: Man, so does. weird.
2: I have a fun uh, fact about this move, about the scene. Um, so this this scene uh, was the most, the director said it was the most difficult scene he ever shot in his career. Um, and he just had a lot of trouble getting the blocking right. And so they basically rehearsed it like it was on stage. So I think this is when Chris turned to me and said, this feels like a oh, stage yeah. production. So they just ran it like it was a stage production. And then, then he thought about the blocking from that. Um, That's interesting. And he wouldn't let them leave until he got it right. And uh, I believe it was Cher threatened to file like a report against them against him because uh, he wouldn't let them have their lunch break.
0: You know, that scene, too, where he uh, they bring the entire cast back in for one Mm -hmm. scene definitely felt like a stage show. It definitely felt Mm -hmm. like the end of a Shakespearean play where, like, you know, everyone everyone gets married, you know.
2: Oh, and he did end up getting fined by the by the Actors Union for that. Worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and then the
3: Aunt Rita comes in, and then no one gives up their chair. She's just standing awkwardly, yeah. and like none of the men are standing up, or you know, no one's giving their chair up to her. And then the doorbell rings, and she's like, "I'll get it." And everyone's like, "Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, go get it."
3: <laughs> Poor oh. Aunt Rita,
0: guys, I gotta go back to something that we just kind of glossed right over. Okay, yes, very top of the movie, she's doing accounting for all these various businesses. Remember the guy just like buttering some bread in an office and. <laughs> <laughs> he like drops it, right? He like, like it was just weird. It's like, oh, here's some bread and butter in an office, and like
3: what it was you? a fun- It was in a funeral home. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, had to talk about it. Just get it out of my system. <laughs> guys, we're already at five forty-two. Haven't even got to the meat of this fucking movie oh. yet. All right, let's do
2: okay, it. I mean, let's do it, guys. Okay, I think so- we should
0: drink more and just keep talking. <laughs> two-hour podcast two-hour podcast
2: people can deal you guys should watch this movie this is that's going all. out unedited guys, listeners all right so we got we got the main meat and potatoes of this which is the share and nicholas cage relationship this is the one we have the most clips of so if you've been like man they don't have a lot of clips this week that's why um <laughs> we have we a lot have...
0: to share what? with you what What'd what did you say we have a lot to share with you
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it.
0: <laughs> my mic is going off.
2: <laughs> um, so we, the reason that Nicolas Cage comes into the story, so she's going to marry uh, Johnny, and he, Johnny says you got to invite my brother Ronnie, and he's like really insistent about it. You got to bring Ronnie's got to come to the wedding. Uh, and Johnny so, and Ronnie
0: Camiri, hey, how you Ronnie <laughs> Camiri, Johnny
3: Camiri. <laughs> But she doesn't, he has a phone. Like, I don't this is this is the thing that bothers me is that I'm sorry, Meg, I'm cutting you off because this is please. This is this it's is fine. This to me makes no sense. And I get maybe I have to cool my jets a little bit, but he's
0: <laughs> cool, he's jets.
3: got a phone. He calls her from Sicily, but he can't call his brother from Sicily. And well, also she... the brother's not in Sicily visiting the mom who's dying. So and maybe that's like because later Nicolas Cage has a throwaway line where he's like, We're not close about his mom. But why can't johnny call ronnie himself
2: well it's given this sort of like like this big importance like um like this horrible feud they've had and like he's you know both the brothers are so dramatic about it like i think he thinks like oh i can't be the one to do it i yeah i have to apologize to him in person i have to you know get him i don't know i think that's the entire logic that that flies like i'll take that but i'm not sold but I'm I'll not saying you. it's the right choice. I think that's just the cho- the choice he has made.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to just, like, totally pull the, the whatever out from under everyone's disbelief here for a second, but in what situation do two boys end up with no Italian accents as first-generation immigrants where their mother still lives in Sicily?
3: Well, we don't... Okay, well, we don't know, right? We don't know whether they were born where they were born or maybe whether the mom went back maybe later
0: okay or the dad could have abducted them taken them also, to america
2: they have another th- level of drama but maybe
0: 30 why 30 year long.
2: age difference between the two of them
0: younger the brother Ooh, that, oh wow. that mom wow that mom had some range in her uh <laughs> in her she has the range wow
3: Wait, 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 wait. So he, how old was Nicolas Cage? Because I know Cher was like forty-one or something, right? And she plays a thirty-seven-year-old. And then, mm-hmm. how old is Nicolas Cage in the movie and in real life? Not older than
0: twenty-four, uh, I think. Twenty. Yeah, he's
2: seventeen years younger than her. Oh, in real life. Yeah, in real life. So whatever.
0: So like twenty-three. 24-ish,
2: twenty-three, twenty-four. 24-ish. More
3: of a words and letters person. So I. Yeah. Know. I think it's.
0: I think it's. I think it's twenty-four. Yeah, you're
3: right. Twenty-four.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, wow.
3: So and yeah,
2: and Danny Aiello is in his fifties. Um, so he's absolutely old enough to be Nicolas Cage's dad.
0: So yeah. that means the first day of puberty, she had a kid, and right before menopause, she like. I mean, that is generous too. I mean, like and they do. Years, they very
2: explicitly make it clear that they're they have the same mother. You know, she maybe maybe Nicolas Cage was an accident. Yeah. Maybe that's why he hates himself.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Nick Cage was like you know she was forty eight years old. Right. Oops. Oops. Or maybe
2: maybe they're, <laughs> one of them is playing younger, or one of them is playing older than they actually are. God, mm-hmm.
3: Mag, <laughs> come on. Why, obviously like, nice. <laughs> obviously weird. Nick Cage I'm is supposed things.
0: to be older than he is, but my god. Also, I am sorry, I can appreciate a good looking man. Nick Cage is a busted ass face dude, I, I can't get on board. <laughs> that face, he looks like glues, melted, like he looks like a wax candle that someone left in the sun in this goddamn movie. And he is a unibrow! Why did anyone get on board with this guy? Sorry. He's anyway. also
2: missing a tooth. He's missing he's a, a
0: tooth. he He's, he's missing a dreamboat
3: a to share. He's a dream boat to share. I don't know why. I can I talk about the first scene where they
2: meet? Yes. Sure. So, so let's, let's set up, set this up. So she's going to visit him, uh, to try to convince him to come to the wedding. He's at a bakery. I assume that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of clips from this, which we might want to, might want to yeah. show. Cause I think you're going to reference this.
0: Uh, which one's that? The Oh, in the basement? The, the,
2: the knife one. Oh, yeah. And then, the, and, the, and then the famous I lost my hand one. Alright,
0: this is
1: my favorite line in the whole movie. Chrissy, over by the wall, bring me the big knife. No, Ronnie! Bring me the big knife! I'm gonna cut my throat! Maybe I should come back another time. No, I want you to see this. I want you to watch me kill myself so you can tell my brother Johnny on his wedding day, okay? Chrissy, bring sense. me the big knife! I tell you, I won't do it! She won't do it. <laughs> do you know about me? Oh, Mr. Camaro. What?
2: <laughs> and I... then the next one, which is why he talks about... This is how he explains the feud between him and Johnny. Blood between you and Johnny?
1: Yes, that's it. Yeah, but I, that's not Johnny's fault. I don't care! I ain't no freaking monument to justice. I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. You want me to take my heartbreak? Put it away and forget.
2: (laughs) The reactions are so good.
0: And at the end of this, I just really wanted bread. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. So, Lara, what were you going to say about this now that we have it all? We're all on the same page. Like. I guess are we
3: supposed to? Obviously,
2: he's toxic,
3: right? Like, obviously. So, are we supposed to think that, or are we? Or is this just like, oh, it was the eighties or whatever? So, oh no, oh no, <laughs> or. Are we supposed to be like, wow, he's so sensitive and brooding? Like, what are we supposed to think? Because she, I'm scared for her, right? Like, and I'm just like, this guy, no, like he's got to deal with some stuff before he gets into another serious relationship, and <laughs> also like, I'm no monument to ju-. like he lo- and the bride leaving it's like she probably wasn't the right person for you if she's gonna leave you because you got into a horrible accident right like there's just so many things and I I you just I don't know the first time I watched it I remember thinking oh my god this guy's got issues she should watch out and the second time I watched it recently I thought because I'd seen the whole movie and I thought maybe they're both just like really like high drama kind of toxic like and they kind of just work together like, I don't know you know cuz look like, what do you guys think like, do you think that you're supposed to think he's a master or do you think that you're supposed to think
0: oh she froze but right at the end of a thought oh my god we lost Lara we
2: lost Lara
0: We lost Lara and the overlay looks terrible but luckily I had a long oh hey guys drawn out <laughs> thought to make right now uh, so what is here. funny about what's funny about uh, <laughs> this uh, this movie? I think is that they make out, um, they make out, uh, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> Cher to be very um, like, oh, I'm afraid of bad luck, very superstitious. But she also is like self, like admittedly is somebody who uh, says she sees the truth in people. And so this whole thing with, uh, you know, with uh, Nick Cage and, uh, like, him having all these problems and stuff like that, it's kind of like, uh, she's, she's, she looks right past them. She has no fear. She's not afraid of the lady who, who gives the curses. She's really a fearless, very brave person when it comes to things. Like, she could see the truth of the situation, but she can't see, uh, for some reason, I, and I'm not saying it right, I don't really know what it is. She's not really seeing for herself, like, what, uh you know she, she's not a, a very fearful person but she's afraid for some reason to find somebody new because she's worried i don't know something's going to happen so,
3: first of all sorry second of all can so I, were are you saying that can... we that we that she is supposed to see him or she or as being toxic or
0: not can i ask you a question yeah did you not plug your macbook in yeah <laughs> Hey, everyone out there in podcast world who is a Mac user, did you know that that Macs need to be plugged in? I know, guys. I'm sorry. I know it's a thing. I know it's not you, Lara. It is not you. It is literally no, it almost is me. But no, also, it's like, every Mac user. user. It's every every Mac user has done this. Not just on our podcast, but on other people's that I listen to. On on like like how does this get made? Other podcast people do this. Anyway, sorry.
3: No, but I just plugged it in, so I'm gonna go back on the computer. But I just, I'm sorry.
0: I'm I no, you're continue. coming in great. You're coming in great. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, Lara, sorry, I cut you off.
3: What? No, no, but I'm just saying. Like, I kind of heard the end of what you were saying. But were you, do you think that the intention is for us to think that he's like, oh god, girl, like run away from him as fast as you can, or do you think that we're that it was a time and like film history and like cultural history where it's like a han solo sort of like oh he's just like really sensitive and like masculine or something
2: i think it's somewhere in between i i uh, i think it's uh in in the universe of the movie he's supposed to be a fucking drama queen for sure yeah like, that's why they show the cut of everybody reacting to him like ooh and, like, uh, I think at some point, I can't remember who it says. Some, some like Somebody calls him, like, the most, like, tortured man alive or something. Like, he's supposed to be kind of a cartoon character. That.
0: Yeah. That lady he works with was like, he's the most tortured man alive. I've been in love with him ever since I've known him. Was
2: I the love best. Ronnie.
0: Um, Lara, um, I'm going
3: back on my computer, so hold on. I'll be right back. Wait,
0: we got double Lara's, double vision, two Lara's at the same (laughs) time. Uh, I had a question for Lara and I forgot it because of the beer. I'm drinking beer out of wine glass, everybody. And
3: all right, I'm back, and we're back. And we're back. (laughs) Sorry. Oh no, (laughs) like, anyway, I blame (laughs) the wine,
0: I blame the wine also. But yeah, so they. Uh, oh, oh, what do you the think? The mother. All right, yeah, earlier in the sh- in the in the show, Lara, you you like talked about how he, how she was with Danny and how like she's mm-hmm. more almost like a mothering kind of character, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that inst- maybe that's what they're like. She's they kind of set her up to be somebody who's like a caretaker. I need to save him. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Which
3: is like again toxic kind of dynamic. But like they're just all I don't know. Like and again, not to bounce around too much, but I sort of felt on seeing it. A second time, I kind of felt like the whole point is that they're all just sort of like dramatic, everyone's got issues, but like they're familia, you know, like they're they're just was in at the end where they pan over all of the family photos. Mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was like, why? But the second time I saw it, I was like, I think they're just it's like, this is part of like this, like operatic, like saga of their lives, you know, and I don't know
2: yeah i think the opera thing is a good point because we know we have this opera theme Mm -hmm. we have this guy nick you know nicholas cage's character is obsessed with the opera like i think it's better to think about this not as a realistic movie you know as it's like a it's like fun characters and like fun choices and big dramatic feelings and like i think that i i think it's yeah like he's supposed to be over the top and like it's not a real relationship. I know, but you know what's so
3: funny is that I, I love like musical theater and I love like big like drama or whatever, but I really analyze the characters from like, almost like I'm like psychoanalyzing them. And then I forget that they're not real people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with him,
3: I'm like, oh no, like he needs to see someone. He needs to like deal with his trauma. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, um, you know, there's a cartoon moon in this movie. So I should probably just let it go.
0: <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we are an hour in. We yeah, to let's get to let's throw a couple more
2: clips and then uh
3: well, we,
0: wrap. Well, we need to get to talking about the scene where they go upstairs and they make sweet, sweet love. Um What did you want
2: to talk about? First time Chris?
0: the first time. I mean that's the scene where all right.
2: Yeah. We do have a clip of them of them kissing for the first time. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Well, also this like that is the meat and potatoes of this movie. That's what people came to say is like the whole part where he flips the fucking table over and he's like, nah, I'm taking you to the bedroom. And he like picks her up. It's like, where are we going? The bedroom. And it's like, oh, nah, just, just, I got to do you. And then then she's like, just tear me apart so there's nothing left of me. Oh, okay, I'll do that. All right. I love that part of the movie.
3: We don't need the clip. It's fine. That's we don't exactly what idea. it sounded like. So yeah, we don't need to see the clip.
0: And then they pan to the left slowly to the moon and then they come back and it's the next day and oh, they banged I guess
2: show us the clip Chris All show right. us the, the uh, table flip clip table flip clip
1: table scene table yeah, flip clip we... the wrong way and I cut off my hand he could make you look the wrong way you could lose your whole head I'm looking where I have to to become a bride a bride without a head a wolf without a foot
2: like I'm scared for her okay passion Lara <laughs> like this is a very unsexy kiss, though, I want to say. Oh, that's
0: like suction cup in a face. It's like a,
2: mm, a smush, smush. That's yeah, like a, a cool.
0: plunger stuck on your entire face looking kiss. That's no good.
2: It's a bit much.
0: A wolf without a foot. What does that even mean? I've seen plenty of great <laughs> videos online of dogs with three legs. They love it. They're they're happy. They love it. <laughs> the I
2: saw a dog at a dog park recently with a little roller thing. Ooh. The little back leg's a missing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so they, they make... Sweets. They can live a normal life, too. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure we hit... Are there any other high points? This because we're, well, we're well. Well, there's
2: there's a couple from this this section. So we got we've got to get to snap out of it because this happens right afterwards. So they they have sex. He says, you know, I mean, and you're right. This is toxic. He's like immediately like I love you. You know, like if someone's saying I love you and the first time you've slept together, like something is probably wrong. And that night but the moon happens. The, the moon, happens. Yeah,
3: the moon should month. have had a bigger role, if you ask me. Like I, I wanted more moon, like I a totally, speaking
0: role. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah. speaking role, like smashing pumpkins music video yeah. style. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like uh in um uh Mulan Ruse when Jim Broadbent is the moon. Yeah, like come on. Oh, I haven't seen know? that in forever. Um I so there's actually one scene. Oh, i we, we haven't talked about this yet. Um a comment from Brendan, Mac tonight shows up. I do not understand this reference. Feel I free to go elaborate. Mac tonight. tonight. Okay. We'll get back to that. Um there's one scene that I th- I think this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh uh, what?
0: Back tonight is a fictional character used in the marketing of McDonald's restaurants. It's a guy, it's a moon. Oh, okay. Great. Oh. <laughs> That's a singing moon. <laughs> oh.
2: All right. My favorite scene in the whole movie is when they're talking about the moon. It's the aunt and the uncle who are pretty minor characters. Um, the un- uncle is, we don't have a clip of this, unfortunately, but the uncle is looking at the moon and the aunt is like lying in bed. These are like, you know, like people in their 60s. And the aunt is like, "You look like when you were a teenager." And he's like, "Really?" And then like crawls over. It's oh, and it's the sweetest. They... You. And then they have sex. Yes, it's true. But it's the sweetest little. Oh, I love that. It's scene. really cute.
3: It's really sweet. He's like, "It's a Cosimo moon because it's the moon <laughs> that he was talking about when he saw um, Rose." Um, so okay, he's Rose's brother, mm. and he's talking about way, way, way back when like Rose and Cosimo were dating oh, when Olympian. they were young, and that Cosimo stood outside. Their house and and it was this big moon. So like the idea being he was moonstruck, you know, by her.
0: Man, moonstruck could mean that you're having like, I don't know, like like maybe that's a real thing. Like like you know, gravity is causing blood to pool in the back of people. Was a werewolf? Yeah,
2: Yeah, this is a werewolf. There's a werewolf werewolf undertone.
0: I mean, they do openly call them wolves. So the
2: wolf and then the moon. It's
3: a. catch up may wait, are we are we are we figuring out something new that that no one's ever thought about before
2: we absolutely have invented something uh, invented a uh, <laughs> critical theory oh
0: uh, yeah wait are you telling me that wolves and moons are connected in some way
2: but in this movie like this is there's I, a love- I actually not did here. not pick up on that until now
0: i didn't either i'm sorry to say catch up because i didn't either <laughs> now I'm. no it's fair
2: the uh the movie was originally here's a little trivia fact movie was originally called the bride and the wolf
0: i do you want me to play that clip of how we know that trivia fact
2: um let's do that later let's do that oh, later okay. oh, nope, oh, oh,
3: oh no we're doing it no no no
0: oh. we're back <laughs> Yeah,
2: okay guys but
3: hold up but so is what if like they, this movie only spans a couple of days so like what if like after the moon is done being full oh he no this is his mind
0: you gotta live with because the
3: He was moonstruck because he's a werewolf, so
2: he changes. Sorry. He or he down. eats her. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Anyway, <laughs> I wanna see, I wanna see, because we have not played the snap out of it clip. So we have to play that, because chronologically in the movie, this is about where we are.
0: Snap out of it. Here's the snap out of it clip.
1: I'm in love with you. Snap out of it. I can't. It's <laughs> <That's> all <laughs>
3: But then he doesn't even look like he's been slapped. I know because they, pro- they faked it, but he doesn't. He's just like looks normal. Like, do you know.
0: He's just so rugged. Life has smacked mm-hmm. him in the face so hard already that <laughs> he just. Split. He doesn't even feel it.
3: Wait, can I just bring up something kind of really confusing yes. to me, which is that everyone knows Johnny Camarari, right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Johnny, like, blah, blah. Because presumably they're all in the same neighborhood, their community, right? so
2: how come no one knows ronnie
0: he's the black
2: sheep. they're estranged i guess because they they he you know if it's they like five years yeah
0: only. i mean he works at camarary Bra- bakery he's always in so... the basement just
3: like putting bread in the oven like he's like the quasimodo like no one <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> he must be as much of a fixture as his brother i mean like they have a bakery with their last name on it that Camareri he works bakery. at yeah I don't know. May oh, it could be mafia. It's- that's the undertone <laughs> of this whole thing that they don't no, even talk what? about. What? Like this maybe is a- there's- I-,
2: I feel like this is a wonderful movie because it's you know it's a what? movie about Italian Americans that doesn't lean into the
3: mob thing. <laughs> he <laughs>
0: lost his hand in the meat slicer. Okay, Johnny, Ronnie, whatever your name is.
3: Yeah, okay. No, this is not a mafia movie. As Meg said, it's a delightful story that has nothing to do with the mafia. Yeah,
0: right. You're right.
3: And also, that wouldn't explain why people don't know Ronnie.
0: I mean, I don't
3: Where, know. why don't people know Ronnie?
2: Because they know okay. Johnny, and Johnny doesn't want to be around Ronnie. But only for five years.
0: And, they're, okay. and well, their Ronnie was a kid Bonnie.
2: five years ago. Oh, you're like- right. You're right. You're right. He's really young. He's really young. <laughs> All right. I want to show one more clip from the movie before we start wrapping this up. Uh, this is just out of, out of, we just like this clip. This is the grandpa at the very last scene when they all come together. She loves me. So now, now they're getting married.
0: Connie and Cher.
1: What's the matter, Pop? I'm confused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the old man is confused. Uh, that ending was just straight out of like, uh, what's it called? uh why is Shakespeare it... like a Midsummer's, uh dream. yeah like oh, it was yeah. just like this whole everyone gets married everyone's happy ending and mm-hmm. everyone's on stage mm-hmm. at the same time ending and
3: I love it you're right it is I didn't think about that it is very Shakespearean in that way you know it's
0: it's a funny it's, one yeah I all right wait but all right if we're gonna move on we gotta yes. make sure we hit all the high points wait is there anything yeah, what, are,
2: what are what are the uh the here? other things we want to talk about about any any detail things you want to talk about before we move on to the next segment
0: uh i'm looking back through my notes i just want to make sure that we i guess we. i have some
2: good quotes things. hold on <laughs> okay um uh at the end, there's like a really awkward phase at the awkward section at the dining table, and uh, I think it's the grandpa who says, "Somebody tell a joke." Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a great yeah, line.
2: It's, uh... And then um, uh, the mom asks, "Do you love him?" And she said, "And she says yes." And then uh, the she mom says,
3: some, "She says something awful, mom, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I love him
2: something awful." <laughs> mom says oh god that's too bad yeah (laughs) there's so many funny lines in this movie
0: those one-liners they really did a great job i love the part where the the grandfather is with the dogs and he makes them howl at the moon and he's like what i gotta do it and he starts howling himself (laughs) yeah that was great
2: all right um I want to talk about, uh, let's, so we have a, we have a clip about, um, let's not show this yet, Chris, but the clip where Nicolas Cage is talking about, um, actually, let's just, let's just watch it. I want to just, just to end this up. Let's, this is a little clip. It's a little bit of a longer clip. Nicolas Cage talking about sort of like the character.
1: I lost my hand. I lost my bride. And I think I got that idea from watching Fritz Lang's Metropolis. I think there's a moment in that movie. I'm not a hundred percent certain. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I do believe I was inspired Hinky by ring. a moment Not a fan. in that movie when the doctor ripped off the glove from his metallic hand and he did that and I wanted to be kind of German expressionistic like the old Metropolis movie by Fritz Lang. I lost my hand! I lost my bride! Johnny has his hand! Johnny has his bride! You want me to take my heartbreak, put it away and forget? When I read the script, the, the fantastic uh, John Patrick Shanley script, I, um... Somehow responded to it like Beauty and the Beast, and I had uh, been a big fan of Jean Cocteau's uh, Beauty and the Beast, Jean Marais' performance <clears throat> as the Beast, and he would talk like that in the French, you know, in French. mes
0: mes roses, qui sont ce que j'aime le mieux
1: au monde. I wanted to speak like that because I had responded to the script that way. And about two weeks into production, I went home for the holidays, and I got a call from the director, Norman Jewison, who said, uh, Nick, the dailies aren't working. I want you to drop the Jean Marais. This, this voice you're doing is not working. And I dropped the Jean Marais. But what's fascinating is when John Patrick Chanley and I talked about the script, he said the original title was not Moonstruck. It was The Wolf and the Bride. So I was, I think I was tapping into something from the screenwriter
2: huh huh i just thought the 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 clip of the beauty and the beast in french was pretty funny
3: but well, so he, i you know, dropped the jean marais or whatever <laughs> what did you say i
2: i like this interview makes me i look like, I, I respect his you know the stuff he's thinking about but just the way he talks like hits some sort of like nerve in my head like the like and then oh. i thought well so you're you're feeling you're feeling it i still enjoy him as an actor i just don't i this this i don't know I, I, there's something about him that I, just, yeah, I mean i know
0: exactly what it is
2: it's, it sounds like an ex-boyfriend of mine. So.
0: <laughs> to, to watch this to watch that uh, the to read the script and think oh it's kind of similar to beauty and the beast is not a huge leap
2: no i don't think so yeah.
3: so
0: so i guess i i get what he's saying
3: it's not except that the the protagonist that shares character also like like has her stuff too right and it's funny because we've been watching crazy ex-girlfriend again from the beginning and It reminds me of, like, the same kind of thing where you have this almost, like, slightly anti-hero kind of, like, protagonist where you're like, oh, she does a lot of messed up stuff, but, like, I want her to be okay and, like, I want her to, you know, succeed. Um, And so, like, I feel like the – I don't know. I feel like he made the character – Cher's character too interesting to just be, like, um,
2: the beauty of the Beauty and the Beast, you know? Right. Like, Belle is a pretty boring character. Yeah. She likes books. She likes reading. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he's not the beast because, like, he thinks he's the beast, but honestly, he's just uh, an idiot. Like, that, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's well-adjusted it. woman who's had some bad luck and the young idiot.
3: Yeah, like, he doesn't need to, like, live a life of misery, you know? He yeah. doesn't need to. He forced that upon himself.
0: I guess that's the true story of Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? Isolation. All right. Anyways. You
2: guys. We've talked a lot about
3: for this. For the viewers Let's-
0: at home, Meg's cheeks what? have become very red because of booze.
2: Chris, no, don't, Chris. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? One of my this this doesn't bother me, but like one of my biggest uh, fears in like high school is being told that I was blushing because I have a very visible blush. So if I was blushing, and someone came up to me like, "Oh, you're blushing." Like that's literal nightmare fuel for me. Like <sighs> it makes it worse. I I hate. Ugh.
3: So but Chris just I, basically made you, you live like your child. This is different. This is just a yeah, I that, wine. I'm not embarrassed.
2: Wine. She I'm immediately turns red I'm when she pour has a I'm going to a
0: little wine. more. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you,
0: Lara.
3: <laughs> I appreciate your solidarity in this. I'm doing this for you, not for me, for you.
0: <laughs> what a sacrifice.
2: I know. I know. But that's just the kind of friend I am. So. Wow. chris let's go to bingo let's let's get a fucking bingo today all right lara you may need to make this bigger on your end um okay so uh i got one big or we got a couple all right so we're looking for we're trying we've 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 gotten some things down um one of the things that we've been really looking for is a tattoo sighting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we sure got it yep this i would say is the clearest
0: It's the clearest tattoo setting that's ever been that we've ever seen in any of these movies. So he
2: got this tattoo when he was very young. So this is basically there in every movie, but they do a lot of movies. They don't show it. A lot of movies, they cover it up. You know, this is the first movie I feel like I've seen where they really just they are like, this is your dumb tattoo. We're going to put this front center. And he's
3: sweaty. And then he's got this tattoo. And that's like, you see his back. And that's the first time you ever see him in the movie.
2: Yep. And I'm gonna also give us a cage sex scene. I feel like that's like a legit sex scene and underwater scuba propeller. That's <laughs> Thank you be... for bringing that up, Clara. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, shot ourselves in the foot with this one. It showed up in hey, two movies. It showed up in two friggin'
0: different. movies. It's uh, gonna show up again. It's got to. It's
2: gonna got happen. To.
3: uh and i don't think he smokes in this movie that's interesting that no one smokes in the movie right like isn't that interesting we've had a string
0: so in the beginning it was every movie cage is smoking but we've had a string where he hasn't been smoking any of the movies which is crazy
3: yeah and just even during the time period you'd think but there's no one smoking all right what a
0: responsible filmmaker to not put fucking ubiquitous smoking in every scene Mhm. anyway so no smoking Uh, but
3: I'm not seeing any oh no I need is a- no smoke- no I'm not seeing anything else no here yeah I think that us. might be it you oh. should see a therapist but
0: <laughs> even though we didn't get bingo I'm gonna play the animation oh crap wait here we
2: go <laughs> oh it's so there disturbing Ooh, bingo! we didn't new, get a bingo.
0: I have a new animation courtesy of will Jane at a, uh, a new sound sting that is going to be premiered when we get bingo. On this when we card. get a bingo. Yes.
2: All right. Maybe next week. Maybe okay, next eventually week. I believe in you.
0: Yeah. One of these days. All
2: right. Let's pivot over to the trivia section. I got a few fun facts before we move on. Um... Trivia. 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 Um, here's one thing uh so uh they really didn't want nicholas cage oh chris is gone <laughs> they really didn't want nicholas cage in this movie um i believe there was peter gallagher who was supposed to play dad from o- the oc yes yeah young peter gallagher young pg um who would later be cast in a similarly themed film while you were sleeping i've never seen while oh, you oh, were sleeping so I've you guys it. Mm-hmm. is it similarly themed
0: no not at no, all no, no. <laughs> If oh no so, you know what
3: it is it's the brother it's that she doesn't she end up with the brother isn't that why it, maybe yeah they're saying,
0: bill yeah, pullman yeah, yeah. is is peter gallagher's brother in that movie and while bill pullman's sleeping you know she gets mm-hmm. risky with i sorry well while peter gallagher's it's sandra sleeping. bullock right yeah she's a toll booth uh, she's a, a toll booth subway operator, subway yeah. subway ticket taker
3: She's huh. a, to- a toll booth operator yeah
0: well, like – no, like when you go to the subway, she's one of the people that like sells tickets and then Peter Gallagher falls onto the tracks. She saves him, but he's in a coma and she – Guys,
2: let's save that for okay. our, <laughs> our, our spin off podcast called Look at Me, I'm Sandra B.
0: Oh, I like that one.
2: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for letting me interrupt you for my bad joke. All right, so more trivia. So uh, basically, yeah, so share – Put her foot down and said, I'm not doing this movie if Nicolas Cage isn't my love interest. Wait, yeah. right, hold on. So yep.
3: earlier when I said I don't agree with everything Cher has ever said. I don't <laughs> I don't know everything she's ever said. This is one of those things. I don't know <laughs> what she was thinking. Um
2: okay. all right so the original um opening title sequence was supposed to have the score from la bohem so the opera mm-hmm. uh instead of that's amore but uh when they did previews the test audiences were like whoa this seems pretentious i'm not into it <laughs> like they, they thought it was gonna be like a crazy art film but they went
0: to la bohem in the goddamn movie
2: i mean it makes sense thematically uh. they fit it in you know uh another one is that the bakery that they filmed at was a working bakery and they refused to close the bakery for filming so they literally just worked around the film crew um that feels right
0: <laughs> for Brooklyn. So like yeah. some of that bread people bought famous fucking bread yeah. Oscar winning bread was
2: Absolutely bought. I believe it Um all right uh so this make this is not going to make you like Nicolas Cage anymore but he said that w- in his early 20s he wanted to make the kind of movies that were essentially punk gestures these are his exact words um, and he read the screenplay to moonstruck and was just like oh i would never watch this movie like i don't want to be in a romantic comedy but his agent basically insisted that he did it probably because Cher was like i want this fucking yeah. guy yeah <laughs> this fucking um, guy so he wasn't really a big fan of this movie like he was like this was like too mainstream for him
3: but interestingly, he clearly went really into it because based on that other clip you showed where he was like, Oh, like I'm drawing from this reference and this reference, yeah, so he committed.
0: Sounds like he's just um, an immature kid, he's 24 years old. I mean, that's fair, what the yeah. shit does he know yeah, about he's a life?
3: Kid. Yeah, um, he's lucky Cher wanted him, you know,
0: just he got super lucky. I mean, lucky, and also the nephew of. Francis right. Coppola. Those two things combined, <laughs> boom. But also, lucky.
2: okay, it's luck. I have a crazy one. All right. So the actor. All right. So Fraser's dad. Mm-hmm. This, there are three actors. Okay. Fraser's dad, uh, Anita Gillette, who is the woman who plays Mona. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I an know actor what you
0: What? I know what you're gonna say. Continue.
2: Uh, an, an actor named Robert Wheel, uh, who played the waiter, sort of the older waiter, the older short Bobo, waiter. Bobo? is that the same? I think so. Yeah. 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 Those three
0: actors. Can I guess what you're gonna say?
2: I want to get. I want to let Lara guess. <laughs> right. I think Wait, I doing, have no idea. I have no right. idea. Those three actors reunited in a movie in 1996 that you have absolutely seen, Lara. Cool Runnings. No. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Chris, do you know what it is? I thought you were gonna say they were all British.
2: Oh no, I don't. I don't. I don't know if an, uh, Anita Gillette is British. But apparently, I doubt Fraser's dad British. is what
0: fucking British, which is crazy to me.
2: Uh, Anita Gillette is American. Um. They were all in. She's the one. Wait, I don't. Fraser's I remember,
0: dad that? was in. She's the one. Wait,
2: hold on. Oh the... my god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was thinking she's all that. <laughs> oh, she's all that.
0: What? She's the I one. I am so
2: excited. They're, they're I don't know what she's all that, that. Then they were in. She's, she's the, the one. one. Okay, what is yeah, the
3: movie?
0: That all right, let's find it.
2: It's Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Aniston, Edward Burns. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's not.
0: I remember this movie. It was garbage.
2: I was so excited. I thought it was She's All That.
0: <laughs> this was like around the times of the Brothers it. McMullen. It's like that, that era.
3: Picture perfect, right? I'm thinking Jennifer Aniston. She's the one. She's the one.
0: They made uh, a lot of shitty movies about love triangles in the early 2000s.
3: <laughs> she's the one is a bad Ed Burns movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I really thought that they were all in She's yeah. All That, which really would be weird. Like, I don't know why all these older actors would be in She's All That. Yeah, Definitely Fraser's think dad. She's All That.
0: Fraser's dad was 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 uh what was it's Freddie ch- Prince no. Jr.'s dad, and she's all that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know why the older actor would have been in that. All right, guys, let's rank this movie. Let's let's uh let's see where it stands against the other movies. I think it's gonna be pretty high.
0: I feel bad. We didn't really dig for Brendan. I feel like we didn't dig in deep into the the opera scene or the ending of the film, but.
2: We can't do
3: it all. We got to a
0: lot of places.
2: We can't do it
0: all. We
3: talked about the ending, I feel. We did. Yeah, we
2: did. You
0: know what? No. Lara, you're right. We did. We did.
2: We did our best, Brendan. I'm sorry. Thank all you right. to our audience member, Brendan.
0: Thank you to our one audience member, Brendan. No.
2: I'm sure other people are watching. They're just being quiet. <laughs> well, I mean, the
0: uh, you know the podcast audience, thank you, too. <laughs> thank also. you.
2: Thank you, Brendan. Brendan says this has been great. All right, let's go to the ranking thing, Chris. There are four. <laughs>
0: Alright, we are there. All right, let's rank it up.
2: Okay. So, uh, Lara, this is out of ten. Um, we are going to ask you to score it in a few different categories. The first is the cast. So, like, how good did you feel like the casting was Well, in this
3: can point? I ask you just a really quick yes. question, which is should I take my hatred for Nicolas Cage out of it to do yeah, this? So this is okay.
2: I, honestly, and I realize that we set this up in kind of a flawed way, but this whole section is really not that Nicolas Cage dependent okay i mean you could take off a point if you're like i don't think nicholas cage should have been the ronnie character i think that's very reasonable to do in this, this well is i so- think
3: if you don't want, i didn't like the character so it was okay for me
2: that he played the character you know okay um so yeah i i think uh what how do you feel about the Ten. cast? i think it was a great cast i think they oh. casted a great yeah
0: sorry that is <laughs> zero, one. one. um yeah. just one <laughs> I am in, like, crazy agreement with, with you on this. I, for one, like the way we've done our scoring because, really, Cage is the common denominator between all these movies. The judgment we make of Cage is the entire podcast. The film she's right. in are what we're rating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I just made that up. That's okay, a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it was
2: beautiful, Chris. It was really beautiful. <laughs>
0: uh, but, no, this cast, I mean, it was beautiful, right? Uh, You had just a really uh, amazing cast. Also... I want to point out, there's a woman who I have no idea she is. You know what? I'm going to start a thought here. It's going to go nowhere. Uh, <laughs> next to the lady who is like, he's the most tortured man I've ever met in my whole life. Yeah. There's a woman. Internet. She's in a lot of stuff. I just don't know her name. All right. Lara's there with me. Somebody I know. I remember
3: it. her. She. You know what? She really... She. I remember her.
0: And she yeah. also looks a lot like our friend Molly. But anyway, I'm going to yeah. give it a nine.
3: So wait, 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 So wait, what is preventing you from giving it a 10? Because,
0: uh... <laughs> it wasn't a lot of big names i mean you had danny aiello you had a lot of really great uh i mean you know what But were they big names at the- i take it back it's a 10 boom 10 <laughs> for cast Done. i'm not
3: trying to pressure you i'm just i just want to i'm just I'm nobody sweating. ever
0: questions me but like <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't i'll change it to whatever you want if you are really pressure no me.
2: i'm not i just there is in charge curious. of your score now you
0: too
2: one
3: <laughs>
0: one it's a one now because no <laughs> I mean, 11. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Olympia Dukakis. All right. I so, <laughs>
2: so I am going to... I'm going to say I did not know a lot of these names going into it. Um, I did not recognize Fraser's dad. Um, I did not know a lot of people, but I thought despite that, like a lot of movies I've gone and I've been like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. It's that guy, right? Mm-hmm. This was perfectly cast. I thought it was wonderful. I fell in love with all the actors that worked on it. So I'm going to give it an eight just for you know giving room for extra points if it's a lot of people whose you know work i'm Previously familiar with. I just, I just.
3: Why is that the barometer? Like that you have to. Because it's our show. That's
0: how we've been scoring it. I changed mine back uh, to a nine for that reason. That's how we've been scoring it. All right. I I
2: don't think. I I think. I think we just. I'm just hesitant because I'm gonna give this movie a lot of high scores, and I just don't want to. Okay, you don't want to like. Yeah. Over. Over.
3: We're
0: trying to maintain the semblance of some kind of order here, (laughs) but there really is none.
2: I think a movie. I'm trying to think of a recent movie that we've had. Like, um. A movie like Wild at Heart, which uh, had a lot of different people who I was like, oh, yeah, you know I know this person from this. you had Willem out of
0: nowhere. You had like, just all these random really great people just kind of show up, and you're like, oh, what an incredible That's cast. what was
2: lacking for me is I'm not familiar with Vincent Gardenia, I'm not familiar with mm-hmm. Olivia Dukakis, yeah. and I should be, but I and I certainly am now. But I mean, that it, was the – and that's not the fault of the movie. That's just – Right, because the next
3: movie you see with her in it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, her!" And right. then that yeah. movie is gonna take the credit for it when this movie didn't get the credit for
0: it. Well, it's like if you look at <laughs> neorealism, it's like it's like, "Oh yeah, perfectly cast," because they actually cast the people who are like. Mm-hmm. But like you know that that's different than what we're talking about, which is we're like okay, you know I mean? all right,
2: all right. Overall acting, this is not Nicolas Cage's acting. This is everyone else's acting. Okay. So out of ten, what do you think, Lara?
0: I
3: mean, I I I think because to your point, it was very like dramatic. It was like kind of theatrical like like i guess i would guys you're gonna i i just whatever you say is right yeah okay because i don't think i believed all i mean i believed all of it but i also it was big it was big it was you know it was so
0: we like to call this one the serpico when a guest comes on and gives it all tens
2: (laughs) i am very curious
0: that was what happened with mandy i i don't think it doesn't deserve it i'm not saying it doesn't for this one i
3: guess it just A hard thing to judge because it's like, are you judging it based on like who you, what you like, really believed? And then, but it's like when you have that theatrical element, it's like, well, there's going to be a little bit of just the bigness that you want. So I don't know because I could split down into like point by point, like the new, like a rubric that makes the new, like the nuance and the difference between a seven and an eight. And I don't think you want me to go there, so I'm just gonna give it a (laughs) ten. Sorry.
0: I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. I thought there were so many moments in this movie where I felt like uh, the acting really uh, made the whole movie. Like just someone's delivery of a single line just kind of mm. like just took you to another place. So I I really thought like this is a movie where writing and acting together like I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm gonna know give I'm it.
2: A, I'm gonna give it a ten. That's why yeah. I was kind of saving it because I was like, this the, you know this gets done. I mean, so I I don't think we've mentioned this, but uh this we got two Academy Awards from this. Olympia Dukakis and Cher both got Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. I believe there was a couple other nominations. Um, I thought the acting was spot on. There's nothing that yeah, took me out amazing. of it. All right, how uh fun was this movie out of ten? It's okay if the answer is another ten. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs>
0: gonna
3: fine. give it a seven.
0: Oh. Okay. Ooh. Because of so much Nick Cage,
3: maybe, and maybe there was just a lot that I was like, Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, all right. Uh, I think that, yeah, it wasn't like a roller coaster ride of fun, like, like face off. It was, it was fun though, it was very fun. So, I'm gonna give it an eight. It was very fun. I had a lot of like, I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Um, I'm also gonna give it an eight. I thought it was solidly fun. All right, uh, next one is technical. This is like uh, sets, costumes, uh, special effects, music, you know, stuff like that. I give it an eight.
0: Um, I'm going to give it a, a six because, uh, I mean, actually, I'll give it a seven just because.
2: Like, <laughs> For was, those uh, listening, Lara just gave Chris a death stare.
3: <laughs> no, I was just kidding. No, oh, my God. Well,
0: the seven is more <laughs> no, like, I'm, kidding. I, I'm like thinking about were there any big practical effects they had to do. Was there any kind of really challenging costuming they had to do? I guess like share stuff. It was great. Nothing took me out of it. But there wasn't anything like special effects-wise anything huge that they did. If you compare it to all other Nick Cage films, I'm not like going to put this up there with the, the movies that had like a lot of crazy stuff. Tron. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I, not taking off any points, but I think this is a solid middle of the road. Nothing took me out of it. No complaints. Right. All right, uh, overall, Lara, out of 10, how much did you love this movie? I'm in the seven eight
0: territory. Whoa. Okay, you can give fractions. I think it's fine.
2: Seven
0: right? and a half. Is that okay, <laughs> Meg? Does it work with your algorithm or whatever? Yes, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> okay, fractions are allowed. Encouraged even. Uh, I am going to give this movie a seven point five five.
2: Now that's a. I mean, that'll help us prevent us from having any ties <laughs> later on.
0: <laughs> that's for sure.
2: Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I really did enjoy this movie a lot. Um, oh, a whole number, huh? Eight point oh one. Chris, take that back. It's an eight, solid eight. All right. Last section, we get to take, add, or take away a point for any um, particular thing you liked or disliked. You could take away a point for a bad wig. You could add a point for a funny one-liner. So just, we can just popcorn. Whoever thinks of it first, one they'd like to add.
3: I'm taking away a point.
2: Hmm. Because
3: Nicolas Cage is just.
2: You're taking away put Chris Nichols' is in the movie.
0: <laughs> the central theme of the whole podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add a point for the grandfather.
2: Yeah, I'm going to add a point for the all the one-liners and the quote. Like, the script in general was just mm-hmm. so Phenomenal. funny. Um, uh, and I do want to say, before we go any further, so what does this look like? So Lara's score is, like, 34. 30- 42 and a half, 41 and a half. So, uh Chris, our highest score was not actually Serpico for Mandy, our highest guest score. It's a tie between Connor Allen for The Rock and Molly Walburn for Valley Girl. Oh. They both gave their movies a 46. So, damn. So This is not our most enthusiastic guest.
0: Lara, you did not like totally blow out the score with your 10s. Which I think these tens yeah, are appropriate. Have, it
2: was just the first two, you know. Yeah.
0: And these tens are appropriate. Like this is a really good film. Yeah. Like this isn't a joke at all. So, though.
2: here's I, the question, guys: Does it take the number one spot? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, okay.
0: Because Serpico was super enthusiastic.
2: Me. I don't think. Let's you find ask out.
0: All right, we're gonna find out. I don't out.
2: want. To, I, I just looked at the number, so I won't guess.
0: Oh, she just meg is the I, I just master.
2: no i just pulled the spreadsheet up because i wanted to see who who is our most enthusiastic guest meg and, loves uh, to
0: read the spoilers before she goes to the movie
2: <laughs> no it was because i wanted to see who is the best who is the right. same meg i do that too okay here Good. we go take Dr- it away i gotta put take a drum roll on my- Wait, and i want to say before we actually go to the next one that our our devoted listener brendan thank you for listening has predicted this will be our number one movie so
0: it's not going to be but
2: it's not going uh, to be okay
0: i think think number one was like 165 i don't know let's go oh no I'm (laughs) i'm so wrong it's number one i i really thought number one was like way higher for some reason Wow, the one you can't see behind us is ten Wild at Heart. By the way,
3: I think the theme of the podcast is Brunson being right and having and
0: <laughs>
2: knowing. Everything. I mean, having a film major in our lives has been very helpful for us doing a movie. My
0: wow, number one, okay. Moonstruck. You heard All right, here. I just want to
2: read this. Uh, read, read some of these for the um the podcast audience. Our number one movie is Moonstruck, that beat Mandy and The Rock, Raising Arizona. Our lowest movie remains USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage,
0: firmly seated with a solid twelve points. <laughs> it was lower. That's it was...
3: interesting. So you have like Natural Treasure Leaving Las Vegas,
2: or toward the end. I don't yeah. know Valley
3: Girl. I the don't
0: know fun that. score really. Oh, brought... you'd
2: love Valley Girl, Lara. Lara, that's a very fun movie.
0: Leaving Las Vegas. Actually, the fun wait, no, you score... wouldn't, because you hate Nicolas Cage. Never mind.
3: Yeah, but I might like. I might like. Go well, ahead Chris what
0: were you the, saying about in Las Vegas the funds were zero across the board because it's oh, yeah. a very unfun movie to watch <laughs> same with 8mm same with uh National Treasure I'm surprised it's so low but it was yeah, the I'm acting surprised. Like when something's a zero across the board it really takes a hit
3: Yeah Yeah cuz Na- National Treasure is one of those movies that even though it's Nicolas Cage I still like it because I love all that like Da Vinci Code like kind of stuff like I, I so I would watch that again even though he was the main guy <laughs> yeah, I would not like him in it but
0: I think the acting, though, it took zeros across the board. So it like ended up. I believe it because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go to let's go to the Cage Gage. All right, guys, it's time for the Cage Gage. That's right. The two axis plot that shows you (laughs) Cage craziness versus his acting ability for a given film on a plot. What does that tell you? Who knows? But that's what we're doing. So anyway, it's time for the Cage Cage. Everyone, uh, Moonstruck, it's out of 10. What would you give Nick Cage, Lara, our esteemed guest, out of 10 for that quintessential Cage craziness? I'm not talking about him playing a crazy character who summons mental illness. I'm talking about, you know what I mean, yelling random lines, being nuts, getting all crazy, that kind of Cage crazy. <laughs>
2: yelling at his wooden hand.
3: <laughs>
0: yelling at his, I literally just did it. Yeah, what would you give for this film?
3: Well, I just, so what you're saying, it's not about like... What's it's let's... just how how
2: much here i'll i'll, I'll go i'll cut in kind of front yeah, of you go, first, you go first i'm gonna give it an eight i think that it's uh he you know not like there's a lot of like violent craziness there's a lot of like screaming obscenities craziness like this is not quite there uh but he is actually i'm gonna d- downgrade it to a seven just because there's i know there's a big upper end of this range
3: but, so, like how, like, how wild and out there he yes. gets in movies yes. and this, comparatively yeah. speaking. Okay. Where
0: he takes his... You could tell he took his liberties with the script and got really nuts. Got Unru- really into
3: it. Unruly
0: yeah. for the, the filmmakers to manage. He just <laughs> was just doing what he wanted to do on set. And people were like, all right.
2: Don't overthink it, Lara. Whatever you think Okay. I would say, yeah, like a seven,
3: I guess. Because yeah. it sounds like he didn't even really want to do the movie. And then when he did the movie, he, like, got into it. But... Maybe not to the point he got into some of those other movies.
0: You know, sevens across the board. We like sevens. All right. How good is his
2: acting in this movie? Uh, Whoever thinks of one first.
0: I don't think it was that good. I don't think so either. I'm going to give him a four. I wasn't super. Lara thinks
2: that's generous. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I'm processing. I'm processing.
3: Because he's like,
0: (laughs) he's actually not that great of an actor in this movie. Cher nailing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he what he brings to this movie is that crazy uh, surreal shit that that makes it that elevates the whole movie to this place where it's like a very strange you kind of unreal situation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he doesn't bring like really I don't feel a lot when he's acting. He's that grounded? His whole monologue where he's like, yeah. "They don't put us on this world to to to, to be perfect." That whole thing, I'm like. I'm not really feeling anything when he's talking.
3: I agree with what you said, Mike. I, he doesn't feel grounded to me. Like he's just so so. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe like a five and a half, five
2: point five. I'm gonna give it a three. I didn't I didn't think his acting was that great. He was just you know now this with is, a lot of people that were doing very different, very It's hard know.
3: to tell like what's his character and like what's you know.
0: This is a rare take rare us to the cage. grid, Chris. Rare cage that puts us for such a good movie. Into the more crazy bad acting, like an Oscar-winning movie, into the more crazy bad act. But he he did not win an Oscar for this film, uh, and that we are <laughs> in the Wicker Man territory. Right next to the Wicker Man is this movie. Surprising, that, yeah. That puts us, but it puts us right next to Vampire's Kiss, which makes a lot of sense because it's the next movie he did. Pretty much, Face Off is in that quadrant. So all right. Good movies do happen in that quadrant, but it's just a strange quadrant. You don't see a lot of the films in. So. It's <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. We've done it, guys. We've made it through another podcast. We've had a few <laughs> glasses of wine. We might order a takeout after this. We'll see. You
0: might order takeout. Highly Happy like Valentine's, Day, Valentine's Day, everybody. It's
2: Valentine's Day. feel free to drop your takeout suggestions in the chat. We will probably <laughs> take them. Um so uh, we uh, will be, actually, wait, before we do that, Lara, so what, what's going on with you? What's some stuff you uh, want to promote? Um, I guess most recently I worked
3: with you on um, helping to write that the Corey and the Wong Notes variety show, um, which, you, what is the YouTube URL? It's uh,
2: If you search for Corey Wong on YouTube, yeah. you'll find it. Corey Wong. And then... Um,
3: I'm a, as you said, writer and professional communicator. So if anyone needs any help with writing, ghostwriting, editing, like branding, messaging kind of stuff, I'm your gal. So, uh, laradrazen.com, get to it.
2: Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, so we are going to be back next week. Our movie, uh, we're taking a brief detour from our like romantic theme for the, uh, for the month, uh, and we're watching a movie called Next, uh, which is one Chris has been so excited about. <laughs> Fucking pumped
0: about this one. <laughs> why,
2: are you t- why are you so excited about this All one? All right.
0: This movie is about a man who can see, similar to the superhero Maverick from Marvel <laughs> Comics, can see five minutes into the future. Based on the book. Yes, it's based on a book. The Golden Man. This dude can see five minutes in the future. That is his whole power. They really do a lot of it. This is true. What else is true with his powers? It's great. It's the unbelievable romantic situation between him and a much, much younger. Her name is Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Oh. Amazingly fun, like like fun movie to watch. But like obviously, if you don't like Nicholas Cage, you will hate this film.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: and we have a terrific that. guest next week. Yeah, we wait. have uh, Renny
2: Rivas, who uh, is a podcaster and voiceover actress um, since stand up comedian. So I think that'll be pretty fun. She said basically, I'll do whatever movie you guys want. And Chris is like,
0: get her to do next. And like, <laughs> her audio is probably going to sound a lot better than ours because she probably has like a soundproof booth at her house. So it'll be like a little. Crazy. And her
3: computer's not going to die in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Lara, I'm sorry. I'm yeah.
0: sorry. I gave you shit for that, Lara.
3: No, I'm sorry.
2: Like, I
0: should have plugged no. in my computer. It's Valentine's been Day. Been like, Ladies Chris don't even like, be sorry on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Chauvinism. All right. Chris Tick took like
2: an improv class with someone whose computer died in the middle of the class. Oh, like, no.
0: The, yes the, the teacher. Let me
2: go with this.
0: The teacher's computer died.
2: That's what I mean. Yeah. Not oh, not
0: God. the students. The teacher was like, oh, I'm teaching a class and I didn't plug my laptop in.
2: Like, <laughs> That's on. a little
3: better because then you're not just left there like on your own. But I guess, you know, again, you could kind of do something with it if someone
2: else <laughs> So this is, this is a uh, personal vendetta Chris has. I have this
0: personal <laughs> vendetta against people who don't plug their laptops in before they start uh, streaming.
2: It's
3: valid.
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah. We are at year one of this bullshit. You got to know how to work. Actually, I, Lara, I am not talking to you. Lara, I am not talking to you. I am talking to the public. I'm talking to the public.
3: I deserve all of it.
0: No, Lara, Lara, seriously. I'm not talking to you. You're obviously not amongst the people I'm addressing right now. But we are at year one of this bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, guys.
0: I love you, Lara. I'm not talking to you. But we are at year one. Come
2: on. I get it. I get it. Guys, I am cutting us off. (laughs) <laughs> the all show right. is over we thank will be back next me. week it's
0: over thank when i so say much. it's over i
2: got the buttons <laughs> that's true you do <laughs> all
0: right good night everybody we'll
2: see you we see you guys all next week thank you lara bye. bye
0: unlocking the cage is produced by the manager special music by will janetta check out our other shows as well as sketches animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.